Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Morbid early and ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or even something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every single genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, which I'm super into lately, motivation, wellness, business, and even more. Audible's the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse-pounding collection that you can't hear anywhere else. I actually just finished listening to, it's one of my favorite stories, but listening to it was even cooler. It was The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. It's narrated by Bernadette Dunn, and I think they just have one of the best voices for an audiobook. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500. That's audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash morbid. Hey guys, I have to tell you about this all-in-one shake that I'm freaking loving. It's called Kachava. I love saying it. It's actually hands down the best thing that I've found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, in other words, literally everything that your body craves to feel your best. And I know what you're thinking. Something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth, and it comes together with just water. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein-packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats, and literally I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning, all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid. Hey, weirdos. My name is Elena. My name is Ash. And this is Morbid. It's a full-length morbid. Cast. I just literally went to say something, and my I, I I just stopped. Uh, 
Ash just like I think I her batteries just swore out and she just like went whirr. I took like a deep breath <laughs> like I was about to say something and then nothing else came out. And I just stared at her wide-eyed like what's happening? Are you okay? You're not going to know this, but does anybody know the episode of SpongeBob where he's trying to figure out the answer to something and there's all these little SpongeBobs running around his brain like find the answer, find the answer. That's what just happened. That's how I just felt. It's been a There's week. All these little ashes running around. Just in ashes head. running everywhere going, find the answer. <laughs> so yeah, Ash, uh, she's back. We uh, gave her a quick little battery charge. She's believes. here. <laughs> and um, yeah, so the first thing I just wanted to quickly talk about was we posted our episode about Jessica Renee Johnson. And I posted the photos from the episode on her Instagram in one photo shows her arm post-mortem, like in the morgue. It's spooky. It's real spooky. But some very, like, eagle-eyed listeners pointed out that in the photo underneath her arm, like on the floor, you can see someone's wearing a flip-flop. Oh. And so people were like, why the fuck would they be allowed to wear a flip-flop? That's very astute. Yes. I just want to point that out. That's a good question. Snaps at you. Snaps at you for bringing that up. But I have an answer for that. And I figured I'd just bring it up on the episode instead of answering it in the yeah. Instagram comments. But um, so if they so I believe that photo was taken by the family. Mm-hmm. And what happens when we ha- at least at our morgue, when we have a viewing, when a family would because not every family wants to view after the fact. I'm not trying but to some view. do. And when they do, we set up what's called an ante room which is the room between the morgue freezer and the outside of, like, the morgue hallway. And it's just a room. It's not refrigerated. It's just, like, what you enter to get into the freezer. That's where we would put the body. That's where we would bring the family members in there so they can have privacy and they can say their goodbyes and all that. They are allowed to go into that room wearing whatever the hell they want because they're not entering a sterile space. They're not entering the autopsy suite. They're not entering the morgue freezer. Nothing's going to drip on them. Nothing's going to, you know, they can wear flip flops if they want. So what I'm assuming happened there is that the family members went to see her, to view her. They were wearing flip flops. They took that picture. Makes sense. So I think that's what probably happened. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So I just wanted to point that out. But good call. So <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that episode, even though it was bonkers, crazy bananas. And had no closure at the end. I just, I really don't like when there's no yeah, closure. That was a bummer. But hopefully we'll get closure sometime. I hope so. We're hoping. Um, that's really all the business we had to take care of. Mm. We already talked about our live shows in the last episode and they're sold out still. Hell yeah. Again, if they open up, we'll let you guys know right away so you can dive on them if you want. But uh, one thing I just want to say is I keep seeing people say that they're coming from so far away to the show. I saw someone say they were coming from, like, Washington. The fuck? And I was like, you guys are fucking awesome. And I swear we're going to make this awesome because you deserve it. But I can't wait to squeeze every one I'm, of you. I'm going to squeeze the life out of all like, of you. Like, I just love you all. Oh, it just... Fuck. It, it warmed my soul today. I was like, yeah. you beautiful weirdos. So we're so excited. We're getting close. And, yeah, other than that, I think we're just going to dive into our case today. Because we have a lot to cover. So we're diving in. But first, I'd like to say the reason why we decided to do this is because I had a thought. And so my salon recently moved locations. And the old location was a Lululemon store. And I said to my boss, did we sage this place in case there's (laughs) bad energy? 
moving forward. And he was like, what the fuck do you think happened at Lululemon that we need to sage the place? And you're like, what do I think happened? And I said to him, well, sir, one time somebody was murdered in a Lululemon. So shut your mouth. And do you know what? He just walked away from me because he wasn't interested in my shenanigans. He didn't start saging. <laughs> no. No, I'm Which shocked. I found alarming. But somebody was once murdered and attacked in a Lululemon store. It happened. And we're here to tell you about it. Strap in. It's sad. It is. It's really sad. So, on Saturday morning, March 11th, 2011, Rachel Ortlee, I believe her name is. Okay. Uh, who managed the Bethesda Lululemon store, walked a very short distance to the store that she managed, and arrived at work shortly before 8 a.m. What she found was that the door was unlocked. That's not good. Already not good. Yeah, that's not good. Very unusual. A lot of cause for concern, because mm-hmm. when you close the night before, you're supposed to lock up. And Jaina Murray, her co-worker, mm-hmm. was the one who had closed up the night before, and this was not something that she expected to find after she closed. She mm-hmm. was like, what the hell? What's going on? Like, That's Jaina, not Jaina. When she walked in, the store was an absolute mess. Things were tossed everywhere. A television was literally shattered on the floor, and it looked like someone had ransacked the store. She looked around, she walked towards the back, and all of a sudden she spotted blood. Mm-mm. And she spotted bloody footprints that were on the floor beneath her. At the Mm-mm. time, she looked down and was like, shit. Mm-mm. Then she heard something very low that sounded like a small groan coming from the back. Nope. She got the fuck up out of there, which Goodbye. I'm like, smart, Rachel. Her Uber was there. Yeah, her Uber was waiting. Yeah. Uh, she was about to get that two-minute charge. Now, when she got out of there, it was real busy outside that morning because this was a noted shopping block and in Bethesda, and there was an Apple store directly next to the Lululemon store. It actually shared a wall with them. There was a new iPad coming out. I believe it was the iPad 2. Wow. Taking a trip in the Wayback Machine. What are we on now? Like iPad 4700? I'm pretty sure. Like it's Approximately. Fine. Yeah. And people obviously were lined up outside the store because mm-hmm. that's what happens in any Apple release. Uh, so she frantically ran out looking like she just saw a ghost. And people were obviously concerned when mm-hmm. they saw her. They were like, are you okay? A guy named Ryan Huff asked her if she needed help. And she told him, yes, I do. So he was like, you know what? I'll go back in the store for you and I'll check. What a nice Good Samaritan man. Ryan is, that's above and beyond the call of duty as a fellow human being. (laughs) Because guess what? I'd probably just look at her and be like, oh, poor thing. Seriously, I'd be like, you okay? And she'd be like, no. And I'd be like. Okay. <laughs> Good Bye. luck. I'm going to get my iPad dose. See you later. I'm going to get my iPad <laughs> dose. And then I'm going to Starbucks. I'm going to Starbucks. I'm going to Starbucks. Good luck. So Angie's list is now Angie. And we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. He said he saw all the craziness that she had seen, like all the, you know, the TV, everything. And as he walked further into the back... There were a ton of bloody footprints concentrated all in the, the back hall of the store. And there was tons of blood. Random items scattered and broken everywhere. Broken glass. There was blood spattered literally all over the walls and spattered as high as six feet up on the walls. That's fucking wild. That's bonkers. It was an absolute mess. And he saw what he thought was a man on the ground in a pool of blood. And he also spotted a woman in a bathroom lying on her back on the floor. She was sliced on her hands, arms, chest, and she had a huge long cut along her forehead. And she was also bound by zip ties on her arms and legs. And there was a large slice that had been made in the crotch of her black yoga pants, exposing her genitals. Oh, God. Yes. Her arms were also above her head, Mm -hmm. just to point that out. So he runs back outside. And he's like, uh, so he tells Rachel, call 911 right now. Some shit has gone down. Shit has gone awry in there. And he was like, so, uh, there's what I assume is a dead man inside there and a very injured girl who he assumed had been sexually assaulted because of the rip in her pants. Right. So Montgomery County police officer, Kristen Knuth, I believe her name is, was the first one on the scene. And she was absolutely shocked at the carnage that she walked into i mean yeah six foot high blood things yeah. like no thanks <laughs> blood things blood things you i'm know, not there for six foot high blood, blood things. things i hate six foot tall blood things when she made her way when the officer made her way to the back where all the craziness was concentrated she found not a man but the body of jana murray oh no she was lying face down in a pool of blood, and she was legitimately covered in red from head to toe. So fucked up. Her head was bashed and battered, and there was a toolbox that looked like it had fallen across her back and shoulders, like just on her back. Mm -hmm. Like the woman bound in the bathroom, the crotch and back of her yoga pants and underwear had also been slit open. Oh, no. She had no pulse. Oh. So she was pronounced dead. Uh... Jana Murray was 30 years old. Oh, my God, that's so young. I know. And she had just turned 30, like, a couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. She was about 5'5", very athletically built. She had blonde hair and what everyone who ever knew her described as a megawatt smile. Mm -hmm. Looking at pictures, this is easily confirmed. Mm -hmm. She does. She has a great smile. Yeah. She was beautiful. She appears vibrant and happy in, like, every picture you see of her. Now, she was known as an overachiever, a straight-A student. And a huge adventurer who loved to do risky things like bungee jump, which she did for her 30th birthday. That's so fun. And skydive, which she had already done previously as well. Hell yeah. Uh, and she liked to like do all, like kayaking, rock climbing, like anything crazy you think of that you're like, holy shit. She was doing like, it. Like, that's nuts. She was doing it. 
Yeah, um, kayaking is fucking wild. Fucking ca- like whitewater rafting. I yeah, mean, that's like wild. like you know, like kayaking <laughs> on like kayaking and rock climbing. Kayaking. What the fuck? Well, rock climbing is dangerous. Yeah, rock climbing. Is dangerous. <laughs> I was like, excuse I'm me. I'm picturing like those like the those fun walls. rock climbing. Yeah, no, walls. like legit rock climbing. Like outdoor like rocks. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked. You up. won't catch me doing that. You won't catch <laughs> no. me at a rock climbing place either. Facility, whatever. You're like, let's be real. <laughs> let's be honest. I'm at Starbucks. So basically, she seems like one of those people who just like took life by the balls and did everything she could like she just looks like she was like i'm gonna do that like she just did everything Fuck yeah get it girl like those people are awesome to me yeah because there's so many things that i'm like i'm not gonna do that you but, say like- <laughs> that but like you're also one of those people like you wake up one morning and you're like i'm gonna do this and then you do it and i'm like but it's usually oh. not something that like risks my life that's the thing that I think you have three kids. Me. Yeah, that does risk my. You know yeah. what? Yeah, so, I'm pretty impressive. So, <laughs> all right. Also, you right. wanted to be a police officer at one I point. I did. I so, really did. I passed up. the police exam and the physical test. Everybody, just putting that out there. All of Alita's <laughs> accomplishments make it look like I've had no accomplishments. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you wanted to be a hairstylist, and you are a damn hairstylist. That's true. You set that shit out there, it's a and you different. did it. You have to talk to people on the reg. Oh, I can't do that's that. That's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. That's risky, right just there. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, that's <laughs> risky, right that's there. Real, that's real risky. So, Jaina had spent a semester at sea, which I didn't even know was a real thing. She traveled to every single continent except for Antarctica. Oh. And she died not having been able no, to get that no, one no. last. Don't tell me that. Uh, she was also a known goofball who could make you laugh at your hardest moments. Oh. She was super athletic. She did shot put and discus in high school, set a ton of records. She did gymnastics, and she was also a dancer, apparently excelling at tap dance. So much so that she had actually planned to become a Broadway dancer. Oh, my God. Um, but changed lanes at the last second and decided to pursue business and communications at George Washington University. She then went on to pursue two grad graduate degrees. Wow. At Johns Hopkins University um, at the time of her absolutely brutal murder. She was only 10 weeks shy of earning her degrees. Oh, my God. Yeah. She also claimed to have, she claimed herself to have no sense of style. <laughs> That's like funny. she was like, I don't know how to dress. And she worked at Lululemon. Yeah. Like she, well, they she got just, cute shit. exactly. And I think that, but she liked it more for like the lifestyle. Yeah. And like the, of course. You know, like that it was into healthiness, like the real reason why you wear yoga pants. <laughs> You're like, it's just cute. I'm like, it's athleisure. But she seems like she's one of those girls who like, it doesn't matter what she's wearing because she's so charismatic and lovely that it's just like you could wear a potato sack and Mm -hmm. you're still like the first thing that everybody looks at in the room so she left behind her two very devoted parents two brothers and a boyfriend named fraser who lived in seattle and who was they were like head over heels in love fraser and they were planning on like spending their lives together they also knew each other since seventh grade no yeah what is love well, I, I was just about to sing that song. I know. I just love? started to sing it too. <laughs> Baby, don't but like me. that is that is love. That is love. Uh, so now that we know Jaina, who was the woman lying alive but brutally injured on the bathroom floor? That was 28-year-old Brittany Norwood. Brittany was petite but very strong. She had four brothers and four sisters. Holy shit. Like, whoa. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot of kids. Uh, She grew up in a very happy and tight family. She was a star athlete in high school and college. Um, She was also an amazing student. Mm -hmm. 
She played soccer at Stony Brook University on Long Island, and she was apparently like the star of the team. She was also a self-proclaimed foodie who enjoyed fancy food. Love that. And she was very concerned with like looking good, mm-hmm. being in shape, having all the priciest things, the trendiest things. Mm-hmm. She had like a very high class lifestyle for working at a Lululemon store. Okay. And a lot of people around her were like, I just didn't know how she like afforded all this, this like persona she like was putting out things. when she made like $12 an hour at Lululemon. But right. like, you know, get it. Before this whole ordeal, she was planning, she was actually planning to leave Lululemon. Mm-hmm. And she was going to switch careers to become a personal trainer at Equinox. A oh, friend wow. of hers had just gotten a job there as a personal trainer. And her friend was like, yo, come get a job here. I'm making really good money. I was going to say at Equinox, you probably do. Yeah. Bank. So she was actually she had an interview a couple of days before this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they had actually asked her back for a second interview. Uh, so immediately upon arriving at the scene, police sent Brittany right to the hospital because she was in rough shape. Mm-hmm. And a cop was sent with her to get her story, because you want to get that story right, right away. away. Fresh out the gate. And fresh out the gate. The officer who spoke to her was Officer Deanna Mackey, and this is what Brittany told her happened. She said she and Jaina, who was the manager of the Lululemon store, had closed up the store and were leaving the night before. This was sometime around 9.45 p.m. Brittany realized once they had gone their like, separate ways, I think Brittany was going to be taking public transit. Mm-hmm. And Jaina was just going to her car. Uh, Brittany was like, shit, I forgot my wallet at the store. And she called Jaina and was like, hey, can you let me back in? Because she had the keys. Mm-hmm. So she said the main reason she needed that wallet was because she was taking the public transit and she needed her Metro card to get home. Mm-hmm. So they went back in. They searched, I think she said for like 10, 15 minutes. And they couldn't find the wallet anywhere. So Jaina, she said Jaina actually offered her her own MetroCard to use. Oh. Yeah. So now they're leaving. They're like, okay, cool. As they're leaving, two men show up out of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. They bust in the front door. They head to, they're head to toe in black and wearing black masks to disguise their faces. She said one was really tall and one was short. And by their voices, they seemed to be white men. Okay. She said one of the men punched Jaina in the head. Jesus. And then the other dragged Brittany back somewhere by her hair and just started cutting her all over. Because she had like a ton of cuts all over her. Very strange. While this is all happening, they're screaming shit at them. Like these men are screaming shit at them. Calling them whores. Calling Brittany the N-word. Like repeatedly. Um, Then the man who was assaulting Brittany raped her on the bathroom floor while using horrific racial racial slurs over and over again. I mean, I'm not going to repeat them here, but um, I actually used for this episode, one of my main sources was a book about this case that you should go read if you really want, like, full... I mean, there's so much detail in this book Mm -hmm. that we did not include in here. Um, It's called Murder in the Yoga Store, and it's by Peter Ross Range. Mm -hmm. You can get an ebook on Amazon or you can order the actual book, but it's great. In the book, he has all of the actual quotes that Brittany said that these men said to her. Oh, no. And they're rough. So uh, if you want way more detail, definitely go read that book. It's great. So, um, so yeah. So this man apparently raped Brittany, calling her awful racial slurs. And then she said he grabbed a wooden clothes hanger no. and repeatedly raped her with it as well. Huh. Yeah. He then made her open the cash registers and safes so they could steal the money, 
And during all this, Brittany said she heard just like a nightmare going on with Jaina. They said she was, he, she said she was screaming bloody murder. And she could see and hear that the man was literally just repeatedly beating her. Oh my God. And she said, it, I mean, she said it was like screaming, 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 fighting, fighting, fighting. And then it just started slowly fainting, like fading out. No. And she said she could see him like beating her in the hallway and he just kept doing it. She was like, I don't know how long he did it for, but it was horrific. How do you like become normal again? After no, you don't. That? You don't. And after that, they threw Brittany in the bathroom and zip-tied her arms and legs and then just left her, where she blacked out on the floor until police came in the next morning. Mm -hmm. Now, Brittany was sobbing while telling this to the detective and was literally, like, inconsolable. Oh. Like, couldn't even... They said they couldn't even understand her at times. She was just, like, shaking. Like, clearly she was totally trying like to she was tore up. Yeah. And she kept saying there was so much blood, so much blood. And she kept saying so much more blood. I've, I've never seen that much blood in my life. Like, she seemed incredulous. And she said she tried to help Jaina, but they wouldn't let her. She was like, he was, she kept saying, I tried to help her. I tried to help her. Mm -hmm. And she then apparently said the phrase, she was so innocent. Mm -hmm. And she also kept saying that it was her fault for forgetting her wallet. She was like, oh, this is my fault. Like this happened because of me. Guilt. Which I can't imagine feeling that way. No. That all of a sudden you're like, if I didn't forget my wallet, this None literally this wouldn't have happened. happened. She also had no idea that Jaina was dead. And she said she, she, and the police said she kept asking, like, is my friend okay? How's my friend doing? Oh, no. Meanwhile, an autopsy of Jaina was done at the Maryland Medical Examiner's Office by Dr. Mary Ripple. Now, this is where shit gets crazy. This is some graphic shit. So this forensic pathologist said that Jaina was assaulted with literally hundreds of different wounds inflicted by several different weapons. Yo. 232 blunt force injuries to her body. 99 sharp force injuries to her body. More than 100 wounds to her head alone, which was cracked in eight places. Oh my God. And they said her face was just demolished completely demolished there were also 37 injuries to the back of her head and one three and a half inch deep knife wound to the back of her head low near her neck Ugh. that had penetrated directly into the cerebellum of her brain and her spinal cord was severed oh my god this was labeled as the fatal blow Total, 331 separate injuries whoa now that is not counting the ones that were overlapping each other that they couldn't count 300 those are 331 they 31 could, injuries yeah, distinct ones that they could see 105 of those were defensive wounds to her hands and forearms there's no way a, like a stranger did this no like this these this two like dudes are not anger. strangers this is anger and ripple said that she had never seen that many defensive wounds on one person ever and this wow. is a forensic pathologist who has done over 3,000 autopsies that must have been jarring yeah and she said Jaina was alive for almost all of this struggle, and she fought hard. Oh, my God. She said it must have been excruciating and brutal yeah. for her. Now, when I say alive for almost all of it, I mean she was alive and felt 330 of those wounds and didn't die until the knife was stabbed into her brain. Oh, my God. They knew that this was the final one that stabbed into her brain because all the other wounds bled, which means her heart had to be pumping, which means she was alive. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now the weapons. The weapons that they found that were used were at least five different weapons and possibly up to ten. 
What they know was used on her was a hammer, two different kind of box cutters, a wrench, some metal thing that's used to hold up mannequins, a big serrated knife, a metal rod that, like, I think was used to get clothing off of the, you know, that long thing, a razor, and a rope was found around her neck. What? The actual fuck? Yep. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin' Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin' Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story, and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Now, the two detectives on the case were Jim Drury and Dimitri Reuven. Immediately, a tip line was set up, and they received a ton of tips. But the town of Bethesda was literally going insane with fear at this yeah. point. So because the Apple store was, like, right next door, the police checked the security cameras from the Apple store. And on the security cameras, they see two men walking quickly away from the scene right around the time of the crime. Uh-oh. So they're like, this is it. Like, that's our deal. Yeah, like, boom. And I'm pretty sure they said one was, like, taller and one was shorter. Oh, yeah, And that's I think exactly so. what they were looking for. And at the, like, the same time. It's like, coincidence? It's like, no. No, I think not. So they were unable to confirm, based on, like, where the camera was placed, if the guys definitely came from the Lululemon store. But because they matched Britney's description and the timeline fit, they became the prime suspects. Makes sense. So, like Elena said, this hit the media and people were losing their shit. Like, they wanted answers. They wanted this to be laid to rest. Like, they wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Because what the fuck? And not have these guys just, like, roaming around their town. Like, what the hell? This isn't like somebody came in and, like, like, not that it's not awful if you get shot, but, like, came in and, like, shot someone. This is different. This this is, is, like, like, brutal. Insane. So Detective Dimitri Reuven started to stake out the Lululemon store, waiting to see if these two guys were going to show up again. And they fucking did. What? So he approaches them and shows them the film, like the stills of the footage um, from the night of the murder. And they say, yeah, that's us, but we're busboys at a nearby restaurant. Oh, shit. And we're, we were just walking home. Their alibi checks out and... Now we're back to square one. And it makes sense that they were wearing all black. Because a lot of times at restaurants. Working at a restaurant, you usually wear all black, especially as like a busboy. Yeah. That sounded good too. And well, and it's like perfect. Like one was taller, one was shorter. Yeah. She also mentioned that one of them had a backpack and one of these guys had a backpack. Oh, shit. Wow. What a coincidence. That's crazy. So then they get this other tip police. 
um, that a homeless man named Keith Lockett, who's known to be pretty violent, he hangs out at this one specific bar every night, except the night of the murder. So while questioning people about Keith, the detectives also learned that Keith was hanging out with another guy the night of the murder. And they're hopeful about this because a lot of the weird puzzle pieces kind of fit together. The detectives find out that Keith has checked into a hospital nearby. He's bloody, he's beaten, and he's so out of it. But they go in to check on him. Um, But he's not the guy. His clothes don't have like that much blood on them at all. And he's just babbling about a fight that he got into with a different homeless man. He's super incoherent. And the detectives know that this guy like didn't have the capacity to carry this case out or this crime out because it was so like involved, elaborate. And so it probably required a shit ton of energy to do this. Right. And this is just like some babbling. Yeah. (laughs) Like this doesn't work. So now that all those leads flopped, which bummer. Which, how many coincidences, by the way? Dude, the that? fact that That's two crazy. people were walking by right around the time, and it's yeah. a taller guy, a shorter guy, and one with a backpack, yeah. all in black. And they had ski hats on, so yeah, it yeah. Looked, they couldn't see their faces, but it looked like potentially they That had they ski could masks. have pulled it on their face. Right. It's so nuts. So now they started looking into the fact that the Apple salespeople were definitely still there at the murder time. They're not looking at them as suspects, but they're like, what did they what hear did anything? Hear? Because they found out, because remember, the iPad 2 had come out. It was Mm -hmm. a big day for Apple. So those salespeople are probably there still, like, counting sales and everything. So they're there late. Well, what they found out was pretty disturbing and terrible. And they came across surveillance footage to confirm it. So during the murder, there were a couple of employees in the store. Jane Serves, I do not know how to say her name. S-V-R-Z-O. Serves. Serves, though. (laughs) <laughs> the Spez? store manager ricardo rios was also there and i think there was also a security guard but he doesn't really have anything to do with it these people heard the whole struggle what their walls like i said share with lululemon and they all said they heard a craziness going on over there but they ignored it and the video surveillance shows them all listening at the wall are you and kidding then me? just ignoring it so what's worse is, according to an article um, in WJLA ABC7, Jane, the employee, said she heard some thuds and grunting and said, quote, it sounded like something heavy was being hit or dragged. And then, quote, some thudding, some grunting, some kind of high-pitched squealing, yelping, a female voice like hysterical sounds. And you didn't think to call the police, They did Jane. nothing. So she went and got Ricardo, the manager, and he listened and said he heard agonized breathing like when you can't breathe. And then one forced exhale. And then he was like, I'm going to go home And he's now. like, that's probably fine. So Jane said that um, they heard a woman say before like this like breathing happened and everything. She heard a woman say, talk to me. Don't do this. Talk to me. What's going on? Oh, my God. So eventually they heard the same what she thinks is the same woman. Say, God help me, please help me. Oh. Now, then they heard panting sounds. Now, Ricardo, when they asked him about this, like, what the fuck, you dumbasses? Why would you not call 911? How do you feel okay about yourself as a human being ever again? You didn't call 911 and you're not, like, sending... You have security at your store. Right. Like, send them over there. That's what they fucking do. They're security. Right. So, Ricardo said he figured it was just, quote, just drama. Between the women at that store. You think that they're like beating the shit out of each other? I'm like, so did you think it was like, 
a cage like death match between two people who are just having an argument, like two girls just having an argument, right? That they're like in the octagon in there and they're like literally beating each other. He was just like, I don't want to get involved. They did nothing. It's It's like the bystander effect. It is. It's the the Kitty Genovese thing. Yeah. It's nuts. If you fucking see something or hear something, say Say something, something, man. You don't have to get involved. Don't. By no, all you don't means, need to don't get yourself involved. in anything like that. But call 911. What's the worst that can happen? That's what 911 is there for. If the worst that can happen is that 911 comes and no shit's going down and you feel stupid. That's yeah. it. And guess what? You probably won't even have to know about it. If exactly. Going down. So just don't just call. So those dumbasses didn't do anything. But forensics found something new. Uh, they found a pair of large men's sneakers, size 14 like hidden on a shelf in the store. Mm -hmm. They were spattered in blood, but the soles were clean. And when they compared them to the men's shoe prints found in all that blood, it was a perfect match. Ding, ding, ding. This is weird. So police were stumped and they're like, what? Like, why would the killer leave his fucking shoes? Yeah. Like what shoes was he wearing? Like what's going on here? Well, that's why they were so hopeful about Keith too. Cause they were like, Oh, some homeless dude that carries his shoes. That must've been it. Yeah. Right. So the lead detective spoke to Brittany again because they're like, we need to figure this out. Um, And it was when she had gone home only a day after the attack, she went home because Mm. all of her wounds were what was referred to uh, by the doctor each time as very superficial. Okay. She only had stitches in the gash on her forehead and one gash that was in the like webbing between her thumb and her pointer finger. And everything else was like just skin deep. Right. Which was odd. So she, when they talked to her again, she brought up a few more details that she hadn't said before. And she said at one point, the men pushed her down on top of Jaina's body. And they told her that the only reason she wasn't in the same state as Jaina was that she was, quote, more fun to fuck. Ew. Which gross. That's disgusting. They said again that she was inconsolable telling them the story again. And she didn't change anything else. It was still consistent. Right. When they brought up the shoes, Brittany said those shoes were the store's shoes. Those were Lululemon shoes. Mm-hmm. They had a few men's items, like shoes, where they would, like, use them for, like, alterations, I guess. Yeah. Immediately, the detectives were like, that's weird. Why did they match the footprints then? Like, what? Like, the killer just what? decided to put those shoes on and it's, prance it's around? It's like, wait a second. So, here are the weird things that just started bothering, especially Detective Reuven, mm-hmm. who was the one who was really starting to question what actually happened here. He said, so what bothered him was the assailants didn't bring weapons with them. Which they is used weird. things in the store. That's weird. Even the zip ties used on Brittany were on a shelf. Right. And in the book, I re- either in the book or in one of the articles I read about this, um, Detective Reuven was saying, like, so this there's like this is pandemonium. It's this like nightmare situation of just rage and blood and awfulness. And these guys are like, huh, I wonder if there's zip ties here. Yeah. <laughs> and just like looked for them. It you know just doesn't mean? make any sense. Um, then the injuries, like I said, Jaina's were uh beyond way overkill. Right. And Britney's were very superficial. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And then the shoes, the footprints never went outside the store. So there's bloody footprints all in the store. They never left the store. Right. So what happened? And then what the hell were the killers wearing if the sho- like if the shoes on the shelf were the ones that left the marks on the sh- like Right. None of this is making sense, but it's all little things that he can't really grab onto yet. 
So in an Oxygen special about this case, Reuven said the description of these men was also bothering him. I watched that. He said, quote, the way Brittany's describing these two guys, they're racist, they're rapists, they're robbers, they're murderers. It's like the worst human being that you could possibly describe, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like when she was saying these things, you're like, holy shit. Like, people like, like this exist. people running around? And there's two of them. Like, there's two fucking dudes that yeah. are like this awful of like whoa and it was then that reuben thought i think britney's lying Mm -hmm. about what happened and he started thinking that she might even be the killer so another officer had found had just found jana's missing car Mm -hmm. because initially she i think britney had mentioned that she parked in front of the store Mm -hmm. when they went back to run in and get the wallet and so it should have been in front of the store, and it wasn't. Right. They found the store, the car three blocks away in some random lot. Which is very yeah. bizarre. They also, when they looked into it, they found blood smears all over the inside. Mm-hmm. It was on, like, the wheel, the steering wheel, like, the handles. The... There's, like, a Lululemon hat with blood in it. Yes. Well, the DNA analysis said that that blood was Britney's and Jana's. Mm-hmm. There was also the hat that you're talking about in the back seat. It was a Lululemon hat. They did DNA analysis on the brim of, like, the head, the part that, like, touches your forehead. And it was Britney's hat. Mm-hmm. So they ended up bringing Britney back in to talk. Mm-hmm. They said they wanted to catch her in, like, smaller lies. So they because they said that's big... how they, like, start seeing that she's probably lying about more things. Because right. why is she going to lie about little things if she doesn't need to? Right. So they... Immediately asked her, do you, like, do you know what Jaina's car looks like? And she was like, yeah, kind of. But she was very like, oh, I've only seen it once. Mm-hmm. Ba, ba, ba. And so then they said, you know, have you ever been in Jaina's car? Has she ever, like, given you a ride or anything? And Brittany said, no, I've never been in her car. She's never given me a ride. I've like, never been so in that weird. car. Why was your blood in her car? Immediately then? they were like, well, that's our first lie. And yep. why would she lie about that? Right. You would have no reason to lie like, about that. Like, there's no reason to lie about that because they're like, well, we have your blood and your hats in the car. So so you were boom. in the car. So we're going to leave you right there. Bye. That's right. This is a two-parter, motherfuckers. Hey. <laughs> we're going to leave you there because there is a whole lot more to this case. That we are going to bring to you in the beginning of next week. So don't worry. You don't have to wait long Because you for ain't it. even ready for it. But you don't have to wait long. Only a few days. Yeah, it's fine. And just wait, guys. It gets cuckoo nuts, man, banana because, crazy. Because, yeah, shit is, is happening here. It's going down. Because it kind of seems like the detectives have Brittany backed into a corner right now. Mm. Who knows what will happen? Don't I Google do. it and ruin it for yourself. Yeah, no spoilers, <laughs> Don't man. do it. Don't. Just wait for us. It'll be fun. It's great. So that is part one of the Lululemon murder. Keep your eyes peeled for part two. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Morbid Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. A Morbid Podcast. Send us a listener story through Gmail. Morbidpodcast at gmail.com. And by the way, I think we're going to do another listener stories next week. Yay! Also join the Facebook group. Morbid colon a true crime podcast. It's awesome in there. Check out the website that Elena designed. Morbidpodcast.com. And also, I sometimes forget to say this, but please, 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 please donate to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Morbidpodcast. We hope you keep listening. And we hope you keep it weird.
I'm not doing one for this. It's a brutal murder. Vanessa Rita, you line up a police runner. Ooh, bye. Bye. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.